Hello and welcome to the Sports Talk Show with Two. Today I'm going by Pat once again. We got Wee on the far side. How you doing today? Good. How you doing? We're good. Uh, so Celtics beat the Warriors last night in overtime. Very good game. They were down for most of it after the half. Yeah. Curry had that insane three pointer half court to put them up at the half. Then they were up by I think they were up by like double digits at one point. Like eight to ten. I mean at least at least that. Yeah. At least. And then you know it came back went to overtime. Jalen Brown had a clutch three. Yep. Um, overall, I think that's a great win. They needed that. They did. Um, you know when uh, Steph Curry hit the half court three, he started saying, "This is my town." This is my city. Oh, yeah. That was that was, that was reckless. <laughs> that, was, that was very right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought like it was a good win. Um, but hopefully it does show the Celtics how much they have to grow though to be able to beat this team and to be able to be a high level team. Um, you know, I love Jalen Brown, but like when he's not when he is not efficient scoring, he's got to bring. His defense is always good, but he's got to bring better passing decision making and become a better playmaker. I think um, instead of like because he took a lot of four shots and um, Tatum had a whole bunch of turnovers. I thought like Brogdon and Derek White stabilized the offense. You know they moved the ball really well, um, and I thought using utilizing Horford interior, which they haven't done for a long time, I think was key. I think you play through Horford. Versus a team like Golden State, I don't think you can play through your your the Tatum and the Browns because of how they defend. Horford was was a key to get interior post presence, um, and Horford like man, he saved that game with those two blocks. Yeah, he had twenty and twenty ten and six blocks. Right, Lord. <laughs> you know, so like th- that those blocks that he that he pinned off that like he that he like you know. You know what they call Robert Williams Time Lord? Yeah. Yeah, he's like the anti-time. Right? Like he's a reverse time on that. Um, because like I just am so impressed with how Horford plays. He's so smart. He levels them. My my thought was like if Horford, if they would have focused on playing through Horford in the finals, finals, I thought they I thought they beat the Golden State. I think they just went through Tatum Brown so much and ISO'd and yeah. did all that stuff that it was gonna be killer. Robert Williams, I think. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I mean, I'll be, I love Robert Williams, but to be real, I love when Cornette's in, right? Cornette, like, is it the guy that, like, yes, that yes, I, I, I love when he's in, though. Like, he, the, the offense, when he was in early in the season, they were setting records for offensively, right? And I think it's because of how he moves without the ball in his hands, the spacing on the floor, his decision making. Robert Williams now is more of a lob threat and a more multifaceted defender, yeah. you know. But Cornette offensively is is really good for them. No. I think the uh, Tatum Brown thing, like Harris, Harris actually bringing this up the other night with our team. Uh, if you give, if you keep doing the same thing over and over, it, it may be working for a while, but eventually teams are going to start to pick up on yeah. it. You know, you get to the finals. They've seen the Warriors have seen every one of your games up until the finals when mm-hmm. I film research, and they just see Tatum Brown, Tatum Brown. And then you got to switch it up at least once in a while. Like last night, playing through court, Tatum slept thirty four though. Right, but I mean, he had 19 rebounds. Yeah, he did. Right, but if he's having 19 rebounds, you have to ask, like, okay, so what was Jalen Brown giving when it wasn't about when it wasn't about his scoring? Right, every player has to be able to like when you're really talking about being a high level lead player, you got to be able to give something else. And a lot of times, Jalen Brown's defense is is that enough? But at some point, you got to become a playmaker as well for others. You know, your decisions in transition offense. Um, just how just how you move the ball. The, the, the three that Jalen Brown hit 
right? And some of the, this young generation, he hit that three, oh, he's him, he's him, he's him. That three was based off of good ball movement that gave him an open shot. It wasn't a four shot. And there's times that some of the guys are taking these four shots at, deep down it's unnecessary because you're, you have enough talent around you, the ball should move at a pace that's better, and you share the ball, and all of a sudden you get wider, better open looks. I feel like Marcus Smart's one of those guys that forces up shots, oh. especially especially last year when everyone was giving, giving him the hype. All of a sudden, thought he was like Curry, just kept pulling, but, taking these wild layups. Yeah, but to to Marcus Smart's defense, right? He adapted and he changed this year. Heavy. He is now I consider him an elite point guard because of how he moves the ball. He defends. He can defend one through five. Um, he is, his decision-making has gone incredibly high. And I think maybe that's because of he's stable, stable, really stable himself. And you have Brogdon behind as well. And you have this different presence, but like he is playing at an elite status as a point guard right now in the league because of his defensive. And like, he's invaluable. The big thing that came out of this, I think from last year was that Marcus Martin's decision-making, but also they're playing through Marcus Martin in the post now too, when um, they weren't doing that before. But I, I love the way he's playing. And I never thought I was going to be like, oh, man, Marcus Smart decision-making. But, damn, he is really doing a phenomenal job with his decision-making passing. He's not killing them at all. This is really about when, um, when, when the team's not passing the ball, moving the ball well for each other, not doing things for each other, then they struggle. And this, that's gonna, you're going to struggle in, in any level of basketball, um, even harder than the NBA, when you can't buy in like that. Yeah, I think like I like players like Marcus Smart, but I saw that take on Twitter the other day. Like, if like I think that Marcus Smart is a really good player. He's like not all star, and you don't think he'll ever be all star. But I think like I saw t- that's the take was like if Marcus Smart is your best player, then <laughs> you're like the worst team in the NBA. I oh, like, I feel like, I don't I don't think I, I feel I feel that although he is elite defensively, and I think that in playmaking he's elite. I don't think he's like an overall. I mean, obviously, to a championship contending team, mm-hmm. he's possibly one of the most valuable pieces. But on his own, I feel that, and and that's fine. Like when you work within a system and work within a, a team so well, mm-hmm. like it doesn't discredit your achievements. That's why I think of like when I think of like quote unquote system or like players that are like within those schemes. I'm like I'm always like. I'm more, I'm more like positive towards them because like I feel like the the scheme speak for itself. You you win, you still win, even though like yeah, Marcus Smart individually, I feel like he's not like the greatest scorer. He's still like damn near ten years in his career, and he's still like not still not the greatest scorer. But what he offers is to an elite player and an elite. Yeah, I agree. He's an elite player, but do I think he's like an all star? I mean, no, not really. Like, there's some conversations within that, but... It will also depends on the East, too, yeah, right? If yeah. you're an all-star. Yeah. I mean, C.J. McCollum was one of the best two guards in the league for how long, and he was an all-star in the West. I think that the, the thing about Marcus Smart, though, is that, like, he's 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 maturing his role what he is. Yeah. If he's the best defensive point guard in the league, regardless of what... I think this is the issue. We we make basketball to be an individual sport, yes. but it's a team sport, Yes, right? So... Yes, you could be dropping 30 on a trash team and you're the best player on that trash team, but you put that person on a good team and they struggle because they can't find their roles in, in, within the system and they can't play for team basketball, they can't play for each other. Marcus Smart, his hustle plays, his effort, 
his maturity going on. He's now playing for his team organization himself also, but like, he's just like, he, he, he comes off this year as rock steady and he might not have the quote unquote MVP numbers, but he's having an MVP impact. Yeah. You know, I I think that stuff, that, that stuff matters more in a team game, you know? So that's my thought. Uh, the Celtics are first in the NBA, but not far behind them, actually. Uh, I believe is the Denver Nuggets. Sorry, first in the league. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Celtics are first in the East, but if we're looking at first in the West, yeah, the Nuggets are 32 and 13. The Celtics are 34 and 12. So, like, one, I think the Nuggets would be a game and a half behind the Celtics. Now, I've been on the Nuggets since freshman year. I don't know if you remember, but me and AP we used to have the arguments over Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. I still, I still send him messages when Jamal Murray does get the Jamal Murray. I think he's. I mean, I don't think he's for coming off. Was he missed two years now? Two years ACL. Yep. Um, Jamal Murray. If we're looking at his stats from twenty-eight versus Timberwolves, 17, 18, 16. Oh, he's averaging 18, 18, a little over eighteen and a half a game. Yeah, for coming off of missing two years with an ACL, it's not bad at all. Yep. Yeah, 45 and 30, 36. Is this 38? 38, 38 shooting 38 is impressive. It, that's impressive. That's impressive. This, again, five and a half assists per game. Mm-hmm. He's still – He's getting good volume, too. 18 shots per game. Around like double – almost like double-digit shots. Like, it's pretty good. I think I think he's going to be comeback player of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's, especially I haven't played for two years. I mean, yeah. that so many players on Nuggets team that's like – they do a great Type job. of like comeback player, like top player of the year, like Aaron Gordon. Oh, he's impressive. He's 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 polished his game where he can play a certain role now. Mm-hmm. Because before he was trying to do too much. And and um, you saw we saw this in Orlando where you're waiting him for him to break out, but he wasn't. He obviously was like a special athletic monster, but besides that, he was just like somebody who was just trying to do too much. And in the Nuggets, they reduced down his role. He's Put the same numbers that he's put in within the um, uh, Magic and the Nuggets. If you check his stats right now, I believe he yeah, is averaging like 17 a game. Like players like Aaron Gordon, man. When the when you start playing and understanding your role in the NBA, like you start. Oh my God, yeah. 16.5 points per game. Yeah. But but look, we gotta be real though, right? Like okay, so if he was he was doing that. He's probably doing 16, whatever, or probably 18 to 20 on the Orlando, right? His role is he's 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 now playing with the best passing big man that they've had yeah. in the league for a long time. Yeah. So these numbers that like Gordon is getting, he's playing within the system and Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, when the team was just him and Jokic, his numbers would have been higher because of the volume that was going on. Yeah. But now all of a sudden you've built around with other talent. Right, Bones Highland. Right, you, you oh, built around with other talent, and so Aaron Gordon is playing his role. But like, it's more than that. Like, he's also being able to fit. So, so kind of like what happened with Chris Bosh when he, when he was with LeBron D. Wade. Yes, yes. Right, like you have to become really, really efficient in the role that you're doing, and you got to be versatile in what you do as well. My curiosity is, I don't uh, is um what's the name um the back what's his name his back injury um, um Michael Porter Michael Porter yeah. can you look at Michael Porter number yeah he's like averaging like sixteen a game he's not the same player that he was like he was like the whole team averaging sixteen a game yeah yeah really yeah sixteen point wow. one yeah wow yep so he's averaging what 14? 16. 16, 16 a game yeah I want to see like 14, more advanced stats, career. Yeah. Oh, so he's averaging sixteen a game sixteen point one a game yeah but his contract is incredibly high very high I think he got a super match. yep 
you know, I don't like a team like that. I don't know if you, especially with Jokic player, I, I don't know if you need, you know what I'm saying? I think like a lot of players, when you have a good passing big man, can can kind of like fill that role, but he stretches the floor and he's 6'10. So, you know, I don't know how he's doing defensively. Oh, it's not great. Oh my God. Really? He's, he's not great. He's, yeah, it's he's not, not really great. I, I feel like my person, I used to like be a big fan of Michael Porter. I think it was like just like a rising star that could like score, but I, I like now, like, I feel the Nuggets can do without him because, like, I feel like he's kind of like hampering the development of Bones Highland. Even though Bones Highland is doing very well right now, I yep. think like are they building Bones fighting? Yeah, are they building him to be like replacing for Murray? What do you think? Uh, I don't think so. I think they're, I think they're trying to play him with Murray because I think he's so he's no, no Sean Highland. Yeah, but like you see, I mean, he's he's getting back into like minutes. Like you see those minutes, like nine, sixteen, nineteen, like. If you look at his overall stats, he's mm-hmm. he's been he's been an impressive player. I think, I think like he's he is the future of the Nuggets. But he, you know, obviously like with some things like Jamal Murray and but I feel like he's six two. I think the Nuggets could Nuggets could definitely afford. I mean, I think I don't think I don't think uh, Bones is gonna get really his chance with Denver. I think he's gonna have to leave to get his chance because Jamal Murray, uh, he's not. I don't think Jamal Murray is that old. He's no, like, 24. 20, he's not 24. 24, 25. Yeah. He's 26. He's definitely 26. Yeah. Jamal Murray is 25. 25. Wow. Yeah. So Jamal Murray is 25. And he, I don't know, he kind of strikes me as one of those guys where I, like, I don't really see him going anywhere else. Yeah. Mm. Like, he, I mean, I don't hear him complaining about anything. He's just playing yeah. basketball. Yeah. So I feel like if Bones, like, wants his chance, it's not going to be with Jamal Murray on the yeah. court unless he develops to be, like, a two. No, but, I mean, you can also carve yourself a role. I mean, some, someone's going to either try to, you know, outbid and pay him big money, but they could keep him as, like, a, a six-man. They could play Jamal Murray as a two-guard also, depending on how Jamal Murray's um, – maybe starts to slow down as time goes on, right? You never know. So you could so you could build that team 6-2, 6-4. You know, maybe Michael Porter is the one who is – Not man out, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Aaron Gordon fits in the world. So like, like I, don't, I don't know who the – like other guy besides Michael Porter, yeah. but oh Bruce um Bruce Brown, oh, Bruce Brown is impressive. Oh, yeah, go, go, can you get Bruce Brown? So I bet you he's having like twelve again too now. It's probably like eight, but it's like but, a good eight. But he's but he's you know you know he's taking um yeah so he's oh my like, god I, I did not know he was averaging eleven points and he's shooting supposed to be impressive. Yes. Wow. So um what is he six four what is I thought six uh, six nine wingspan so he's got to be six four or something six three um six three. Looks like it's six three. I don't know why it shows wingspan and not his height. Look at basketball reference. Yeah, six four. Six four. So Bruce Brown has now become the 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 better version of PJ Tucker. <laughs> That's got PJ Tucker. Uh, oh, what team is he on now? He's on uh, the Heat. So. No, no, Sixers. He's on the Sixers. No, no, no. On the Walker, right? No, he's on. No, the, so he's on the Sixers. Oh, yeah, Sixers. Yeah. Sixers yeah. I, I mean, PJ Tucker. What's he shooting this year? Um, he's got my lord. He's gotten worse and worse every year. Wow, I didn't realize he was playing that bad. He was starting for a minute, wasn't? He? Yeah. yeah. He only averaged three point three points per game. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, cause he he his role became like a, a spot up corner shooter. Right yeah. for the Rockets, but, and but he was a like versatile defender. Bruce Brown is a versatile defender, but Bruce Brown has has become a better scorer. Right at first, much more athletic too. Yeah, super athletic. Yeah, in New Jersey, he was defending multiple positions, but also became good at shooting foul line jump shots and driving to the basket. Now, since he's improved his um, three board, like corner shooting, um, I feel like Bruce Brown and those Grant Williams they're in the same kind of mix, right? Those tween players a little bit. 
who are versatile, communicate on defense, defend really tough. Um, so those, 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 that player now in the NBA is super valuable. Yeah, I agree. I also think, I mean, PJ Tucker still shooting 40% from three. Yeah, but it's like I think volume. Like when you have – you don't shoot that much in a game ever and you're just like languishing there in the corner. I feel like – 40% from three doesn't really I feel it. like he's a great guy at the bench, though, because if we're looking at a shooting here, he comes off the – I don't know if he started to count the bench or two for yeah. three, one for two. Like, he's consistently – consistently Is putting it consistently when you only have two shots? Well, this, well, no, but I'm saying, like, off the bench, I feel like, you know, you have a guy comes in, hits a couple threes. But maybe but the, the way that team is built, maybe it's not off the bench that they need, right? Because you have Harden, right? You have Maxley. You have Embiid, right? You have – um. Tyrese. Tyrese, right? So, like, no, wait, no, it's the same guy. No, 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 no. There's Maxley, and then there's um. Matisse No, 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 no. Um, oh my gosh, he's he's getting he, he has a huge contract as well. He's on the max as well. Um, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. Yes, right. Uh, so now all of a sudden you have like somebody who who is ju- role is to just keep the defense in line because you have enough scores on the floor that you need someone who's versatile who can keep defense in line. And then your role isn't to take shots. You're not taking shots over Harden. You're not taking shots over Max. You're not taking over Harris, over Embiid. So you're doing your role. And if you is that team winning? Are they winning? Yes or no? Yeah. yeah. So if they're winning, then he's doing his role. You know, that's what they they, they they got him to win, right? They got him to not getting him to put up 10 to 15 points. He just want to win. Yeah, I think um, also we could. This is oh, this is completely different. But we're talking about we're going back to Marcus Smart guarding one through five. We we're thinking I was talking about Isaiah yesterday at practice because Isaiah's was hurt, and so we were just sitting down talking. We we're thinking about no disrespect to Will, but we we're thinking Will six eight, and then we looked up Grant Williams. Grant Williams is six six, and he can guard like Joel and the most athletic like seven footers. Mm-hmm. But we we're like, wow, we could have that at Watertown High School because if Will because Will's taller than we we're like no way Will's taller than Grant Williams. Because Grant Williams seems like such a big guy, but mm-hmm. look it up. He's only 6'6". Six, six. Six, six, he's yeah. guarding like Joel Embiid, Jokic, yeah. Anthony Davis. Like well, 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 first and foremost, I, I never n- never like to, you know, put kids' names into um, into air. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. They're not topic debate. They're, they're still kids. You yeah, know, yeah. Because the kids are young and you have time. You're going to grow, he's whatever. Gonna great. You know, but, but, but I think the thing is important for any kid right, when you're playing a sport, is that how competitive are you f- with yourself to improve? How much, you know, what is your fight in you? You know, like, and I think it's really hard to be an athlete in this generation, especially sometimes is that, like, you, you know, there's so much pressure put on you to be a certain way, right? And, like, and the reality is, is that, like, um, probably at his size, he probably was being treated really physically in, in sports. And then all of a sudden it kind of makes you kind of like go away from a little bit, but there's still time to grow. But the thing is like, you have to be able to like, to be a good athlete, you have to be able to fail. You have to be able to go through these really like tough hardships, I think in sports to make you want to get better and really drive you to get better. Um, you know, and, and if you can't deal with that, then you, you go away from the sport, right? Kids who can't deal with that, who can't, People who are entitled, a little bit soft or whatever, they can't deal with a ch- challenge and competition, then they go away from the sport, you know? Um, you know, for any kid who's doing it right now, you got to, like, you got to make sure you love it. You got to make sure you, like, invested into it. But you got to make sure you have a little dog in you, too. You know? Yeah. Like, that's really important. If you don't have a dog in you to want to put time in to be better and to outwork, you know, Grant Williams is, is like, he's in his surrounding a circle, 
it's it's what it's like swim, swim or drown right so if you're if you're playing with a whole bunch of people who compete in that way you gotta like pick yourself up if not then you just kind of get cast aside a little bit you know but grant williams you can tell this man's in the gym mm-hmm. right like he's he's lifting he, he's strong he's physical remember right? like his rookie year <laughs> everyone was Oh my God! I wanted him like the port of the United States. Like I didn't want it. I didn't want him any. I didn't want to ever see him ever, ever again. Because I, I respect him at Tennessee. Yeah. I respect yeah. him Tennessee. Yeah. But like how he had to grow his game. Yeah. To now be he's like I, I don't know what I had some of the time conversation about him as a player. And at first I was like, oh man, he's he's average, average, average. I'm watching him play when he gets minutes. Man, he is high level. Yeah. He he is on this like. Very athletic. I know, right? And then, like, yep. If he just like, I, I look at him and Draymond Green, and I they 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 talk called him the the bootleg Draymond Green when he got drafted. I mean, yeah, that's what they called him. Yeah. Wow. They called him the they they called him someone like bootleg Draymond Green. And now I look at him, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I think he's better, right? I think he's better. Maybe not as because he doesn't have to facilitate like Draymond Green, yeah. but like his shooting. Right, very good. Right, guarding multiple positions, very good. Tough, right? Like he is on that level Mm -hmm. of of that. Like it's it's impressive. And Celtics gonna either have to pay up or he's gonna walk to a good good situation. A guy that was very physical, he's very strong. I wanted to see kind of grow before the Celtics got rid of him, and then he kind of battled the key went anywhere with Semi Ojale. Semi, I feel like I don't know. He was a big physical guy. I feel like he could fill not Grant Williams, but like. It's the same role. He could be a similar role off the bench. It, it was. And it would, you know, I feel like, you know, he, he could guard that, like, you know, say Grant Williams gets tired, he could go in, he's guarding and beat. The, the true issue with Sammy Ojale was that I think he would, some of the NBA players, some of the NBA players, you just need the opportunity. Yeah, the league is so tough. It's so tough, right? You just need the opportunity. Everyone in right? the league is like their best, their high school's best ever player. Right, right, right. You're the like, best player in the state. Yeah. You're the best player in the state. Not even the best player in high school. Yeah, best player in the state. Right, like, right. There's such a big talent pool. And when you have that talent pool, like it's so, it's so hard to mm-hmm. replace somebody who's already in a role. And so like teams aren't willing to like adapt in them because like their systems in basketball. Right, chemistry right, is, yeah. In the NBA, it's so hard to make it because not only is there like a small pool of players, there's only like because like each team's like ten people mm-hmm. in like the G League, and but the G League is like so volatile. You only make like sixty k. You talk so about, difficult. And you're talking about the world. You're not even talking about the U.S. anymore. Right? You're yeah. talking about the world. And the thing, the difference with Grant Williams and Semi, I believe that Grant Williams has a higher level of self confidence himself. Yeah. Right. He has a higher level of self confidence that allows him to. Yeah, he's calling for the kickout. He's doing this so. His composure on the floor and different things, to to be to be on the Celtics roster, that level of mental toughness when you have all these like great players in front of you, yeah. and you, Peyton Pritchard cannot play for multiple games, yeah. and when he gets this opportunity, he hits. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I call him PD Pablo Pritchard. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, like he hits when he gets his opportunity. Yeah. Right. Hauser hits when he gets opportunity. These players stay ready. You know, and that's difficult when you don't have a rhythm on a regular basis that you can come in and still produce in a positive way. And Grant Williams produces in multiple ways, right? It's not just in one thing. So it's it's impressive for all those guys. Yeah, I think speaking of the international, I saw this thing on uh, Instagram overtime the other day. They were doing their podcast. I didn't I didn't listen to it, but they said I saw the question pop up on screen. Would you trade Steph Curry for the rights to Victor Wembanyama? No. 
No. Because they're trying, I think their point, the point, from, I heard a little bit, their point was, you've already got three rings out of Curry. He's starting to get up there. He's getting more, he's getting hurt more often. Victor Wembanyama is seven foot, can shoot like Curry, mm-hmm. do. Not much you can like her, but not shoot like, like her, no way. Not like Curry, but like very consistently. Mm-hmm. He can, he's like KD, but like taller. Mm-hmm. You know? no, yeah. I mean, yeah. They failed the development of James Wiseman and um, what's his name, Kaminga, the combo. <laughs> but uh, he he has um, he hasn't. They haven't done well that well with development. Mm-hmm. With for me to be like convinced with the Warriors, like I feel like, yeah, I, feel like he's really I agree that developed. Curry at some point, like you can't you can't hold on to the forever. Like, you can't you can't. Obviously, Curry is still great and Curry is, but some play with some things like you gotta make the hard decisions you, you can't you can't but i i don't think that the warriors is like an appropriate fit for women yamba because i don't think like mm-hmm. it's it's so based on like so many other factors but i don't think you have to worry about development because victor women yamba is already better than most nba players i don't know about that until, know. until until you see him until, until you see him play against nba players then we can't say that he's better than most nba players you're just evaluating and assessing yeah. you know you can't really you can't yeah. do that yeah. until you see it the difference is, though, I think that for the only reason Curry should ever leave Golden State is if Curry demands a trade to leave yeah. Golden State, yeah. and then Golden State says, "Hey, we we hey, we're in a really bad spot. You have a couple of years left in your career. We want you to be happy and go." That's the only reason Curry should leave. Yeah. Curry is as Golden State as Golden State is, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's just their entire identity. That, that is their that's their identity, and like. In the same way that Tim Duncan should should like glad he never left San Antonio, same reason why Tony Parker should have never went to Charlotte. You know what I'm saying? Like that you know like retire Spur, Kobe retire a, a Laker. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's certain players that you know as long as the organization does right by them, they should have the the honor and dignity to finish your career there for what they put in the, in the organization. You know, and he's for me he's 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 there. Um, yeah. yeah. No, you guys, also speaking with the young guys, do you think Bronny's draft stock will go up because LeBron said he's going to go where Bronny goes? So do you think he gets drafted earlier than he should because everyone's like, oh, I want LeBron? No. can get him for cheap because like, Bronny. No. No. LeBron's still putting up. I think he put up 48 points in. Yeah, no, he is killing. I feel so. like Bronny's such a good player, actually. I was watching him the other day. He's actually such a well. He's a mess. He's at the hoop ball class. Wow. Yeah, but like, but like, I guess, you know, what are you trying to leverage in your organization? Yeah. Right? It's a lot to get LeBron. It's a, it's like... But, even, but maybe if it's not... Maybe LeBron's like, hey, I'm good with the money, right? Yeah, because yeah, he, he said he just wants to go play. He lined it up so that his contract expires when he go, when Bronny enters the draft. Yep. So, I mean, you could probably get him... Obviously not like a minimum, but you could get him for cheaper than he probably should be yeah. going for. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, if that's the case, then it's... But, like, it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough, like... um, I, I mean, me personally, if I'm GM... And LeBron's still producing like this, and you can get him for like a low cost, build around team, I'll take it. Right? Can you imagine like LeBron back in Cleveland again? With Darius Garland, Darius with that, Garland, with Donald Mitchell, with, with that group. Wait, is Colin Sexton? No, he's on the Jazz. He's on the Jazz. Oh, my favorite yeah. team right now to watch. Yeah, but if you put LeBron on that, uh, any of those teams, like, you know, that'd be phenomenal. Yeah. Is Colin Sexton even playing? Yeah, he's playing. He's playing. He's, like, he's not like, getting that many minutes because, you know, he doesn't offer you, besides like <laughs> offense, he doesn't offer you that much. Like playmaking, he's yeah, he's not great, but like four and a half games, yeah. not bad. Yeah, but like jazz. Oh my god, Larry marketing it. 
Yeah, right. 14, 14, yeah, 14 and 20, 24 minutes. I think the thing with Colin Sexton is that I like I like Colin Sexton a lot. Yeah. Um is that, yeah, is that he he is on that Westbrook level. Yeah. Right. That don't mean like like when you're like a phenomenal athlete, you're tough, you're this, but like, you know, can you what what's your system and can you work within the system? You know, um, but he's really, he's really impressive though. Um, so I, th- I think it, maybe it's an unfair thing, right? When they kind of looking at him, that he maybe he only gets his and he defends. So what's the other value he brings to the floor? Because right now, what's the assist? He's assist like two point nine, and that's not good enough for a point guard. Yeah. No. But Darius Garland actually going back to the Cavs. Darius Garland, I think he's developing well. Especially yeah. he, he he was the one that got hurt right mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. He missed a long time. Ooh. No, it was Sexton. It was Sexton. Oh, it was Sexton. Sexton. It was Sexton. Sexton. Okay. But Garland missed some too with the eye. So, ready? Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland are what? Oh, Atlanta Hope, Trey Young. Oh, yes. Yes, I right? agree. Yes. Trey Young, DeJounte Murray would have been. Yes. yes. And they're still doing good, though. Mm-hmm. But that's what they thought. I don't know about, but, but, but like, that's what, that's what they hoped they would be. When you have two, one guy who's a point guard ball handler and another guy who's a point guard ball handler in the backcourt together yeah. that their passing and numbers are high with each other you know what i'm saying and like they're both like alpha scorers that's what i think like they look at that backcourt two two players who are multiple dimensional trey young's putting up 27.1 oh, shooting splits are scary scarily bad. Three. you gotta think about how much he shoots too mm-hmm. that, that volume and 42. Yep, so, t- so 27. All right, and, and Murray? And DeJounte. Butcher this. Yep, right there. Twenty. Yep. Which is which is what you know what you expect, yeah. But it's the issue, it's the issue of what your wins and losses as an organization. Yeah, yeah. It's more, yeah, yeah. Right. There's ground, he's putting up 21. Little more. 20, 21 eight, eight assists. Eight, there you go. That's eight the assists. Yep. Eight assists. Eight assists. And then. How many seals? How many seals again? Oh, not a lot, right? No. Uh, one point two. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was that Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. I wish you could pull out like advanced stats and like. Because <laughs> I feel like I can. I mean, uh, I, don't know. I think I watch players. 28.4. Yep. It's a bit interesting. So 28.4, so 20, four point assists per game, right? And if you look at where they are in records right now, Atlanta and Cleveland. Cleveland's five, Atlanta's eight. Mm. It's only uh, 20 and 25 games. Five games? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's something change, right? But yeah. for whatever reason, Cleveland is built Cleveland is built better right now than Atlanta. Yeah, I think as well, though, it, it's not just the top two. I mean, yeah, they got John Collins and Bogdanovich, but if you're looking after that, Clint Capella's a good big. But then Dungeon Hunter is like no in the hospital always. Uh, Frank Kaminsky's not – he hasn't been good since college. Derek, they have Derek Favors. What the heck? He's uh, old. Yeah. Like, they don't really Okongu, have Okongu hasn't developed as much as I thought he would. Yeah, we were in the yep. um, But, like, if I'm looking at the Cavs here, you know, the Cavs got oh, – I love the Rasa. Yeah, yeah. You know, Kevin Love still – I mean, he's still not. He's not doing bad for how old he is. Evan Mobley's developing well. Karis Levert, I've always liked. Mm-hmm. Jared Allen, Ricky yep. Rubio's coming back. Yep. And he was doing. He was going crazy before he got hurt. You, you know what it is? I think because of all the injuries Cleveland had in the past couple of years, all these guys had to get these major minutes. 
So now you have a whole bunch of players who kind of like the Celtics roles. Um, Paul, um, Raul Nato, he got minutes. Seti got minutes before. Wade had minutes. Lopez obviously was like every player on that list from, let's see, top 11 or 12 were getting consistent minutes because of injuries the previous year. Like Robin Lopez is like your, what is it, seventh, eight, not tenth man. That's, that's really. Uh, like I don't know, Zed, there's two Mobleys. Yeah. So yeah. it's like their they're ninth man. Yep. I really like how Isaac Okoro has been playing. Yeah. yeah. Just watching him play. I feel like he's, I mean, had solid defense. What's he shooting? Not really. I mean, only five. He's never five been a great game, score in but, NBA. But, like, you don't have the opportunity. Yeah, but you don't have the opportunity when you have that much depth, right? So yeah. you have to be, like, mentally really stable and strong yeah. to be able to, like, um, get that going it's in that like, short time. It's only 21. That's what's impressive with the Celtics, I think, yeah. you know, because Tatum and Brown, deep down, they, they take a, they, it's a, the ball goes through them. It's a lot of volume. So, like, people don't get as many touches, yeah. you know? So, like, your two best players on Cleveland are also two phenomenal playmakers. It's not the same, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what makes it impressive for the Celtics. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. We're running out of time. I'll have to have you guys on again sometime. Thank you for coming on. Wrestling. Everyone else, have a good day. Thank you.